Listener questions answered, protein types, market reports, carnivore celebrations, and so much more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thanks goes out to our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. The voice, 80%, I'm going to say, 80% of what it should be. So you got me all day, crew. We've got a lot to cover. So let's move into the Cow Country News, which is brought to us by Wrangler. Wrangler, the official shirt and jean endorsed by the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story, every March for the past 36 years, activists from the farm animal rights movement, so that spells farm, have encouraged Americans to not eat meat for one day. Not eat meat for a day. Instead, they challenge the public to consume plants and plant-based products for their meals. It's called Meat Out. Meat Out. This year's Meat Out comes with an official endorsement from Colorado Governor Jared Polis. Mm-hmm. The proclamation naming March 20th, 2021, coming up here shortly, as Meat Out Day lists health risks associated with meat-based diets and celebrates the environmental benefits that they say of vegan and vegetarian lifestyles. Now, it doesn't bother me personally if a person wants to be a vegan or have a vegetarian lifestyle as long as we can have our meat lifestyle. But what does bother me, though, is when there is misinformation that certain groups will publish claiming risks associated with meat-based diets. Now, this did not only get my attention, but the attention of producers and associations across the country. The Colorado Cattlemen's Association, along with several other associations and livestock industry groups, are coordinating an official meat in day. And it is, as you would have guessed, March 20th. It's coming up, 2021. On this day, which is, interestingly enough, it's the first day of spring, I invite all of us to meet, see I did that, meet in a restaurant and order your favorite meat dish. Maybe gather with your family, friends, loved ones, and make sure that you have a meal featuring meat. I I personally am encouraging all of us to do our part to spread the good word and keep meat on the table. March 20th. 2021 meet in day hashtag it share it enjoy it hashtag carnivore day hashtag america's barbecue but now check this out consumers who prefer beef over plant-based protein alternatives said they're willing to pay nearly two dollars more per meal for a burger when dining at a restaurant that is according to a new study from kansas state university but the study also notes that those who have turned to a plant-based protein alternative are equally passionate about their choice, saying they would be willing to pay $1.48 per meal. Those are among the key findings released by Kansas State agricultural economists Glenn Tonser and Ted Schroeder. Tonser says that beef has what we call a good image and says we looked at a litany of questions, such as how beef compares to plant-based proteins on a lot of dimensions, such as taste, safety, price, nutritional content, protein, iron, and even whether it's good for farmers, the planet, and consumers. 
but the number of consumers choosing beef over plant-based alternatives they say is clearly in favor of the beef industry. The report notes that beef is consumed three times more often than plant-based proteins right now in the United States. And now news from abroad, South Africa's Western Cape region has reported its first cases of African swine fever at two small farms after outbreaks in other parts of the country. China, the world's biggest pork producer, reported new variants of the African swine fever virus last week. And that crew is a look at the top stories that are making our cow country news brought to us by Wrangler. Now, our Way em Up sale barn report is brought to us by Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Keep following us on Facebook and on Instagram at Ranch It Up Show for updates on our new swag line. I have kind of hinted around about this here the last few weeks. I've even made some comments to some of you on Facebook. You asked for it. We are bringing it. Ranch It Up Gear. Heading to Ogallala, Nebraska, reporting from their sale last week, Thursday. Compared to the previous week, they said the feeder steer steady to $8 lower, with the exception of the heavy cattle steers over 800 pounds. They called them in high demand, and they were $4 higher. Feeder heifers steady to $3 lower. Heading to the steers, here's what we got. Big drafts, 508 to 546 weight steers at $1.75.5 to $1.90.5. 601 to 647 weight steers at $1.55.5 to $1.68.5. 703 to 744 weight steers at $1.42 to $1.51. 751 to 787 weight steers at $1.39.5 to $1.47. Here's the heavy cattle. 809 to 831 weights at $1.39 to $1.43.5. 875 to 889 weights at $1.33.5 to $1.39. On to the heifers. 502 to 543 weights at $1.52.5 to $1.65. 554 to 595 weights at $1.45.5 to $1.57.5. 604 to 648 weights at $1.35 to $1.44.5. 653 to 685 weight feeder heifers at $1.35 to $1.37. 703 to 737 weight heifers at $1.26 to $1.34 and a quarter. 759 to 773 weight feeder heifers at $1.27 up to $1.36. And that is a look at our Weigh Em Up report brought to us today by Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. If there is a sale born that you would like me to report on and have more information, just fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, or call me, 707-RANCH20. From rodeos to cattle sales to conventions all across the land, follow me along the Tigger Tour 2021. Tigger Tour 21. The Tigger Tour is proudly sponsored by Medora Boot and Western Wear. Crew, you can order online at medoraboot.com. And by the way, when you're there, check out the new footwear. It's awesome. And yes, tell them Tigger sent you. Here is what we have coming up for y'all in the next few weeks. Liquid feed pros and cons. How do we promote what we do to those who don't understand? Getting into the meat processing business, very popular in this day and age. And generations in rodeo and raising bucking horses and some of the best in the country. Up next, what is the best type of protein source? Stick around for this one. 
Want more dollars per head? Well, check this out. Sim Angus, I'll say it again, Sim Angus sired steer calves sold through Superior Livestock Auction last year earned more at sale time than all other calves for breeds with lots of 50 head or more. Kansas State University ran the data analysis of 394,900 heads sold last year through Superior Livestock. So, do you want low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential? Well, that is Simmental. More per head. Period. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Maximize your cow herd's potential. Crew with genetics that work. Time for a change. Is it time for a change? That's the question. Second, is it time for Semental? Let's get it on. Cattle battle. For today's cattle battle, we answer a listener's question. Curtis, first, thanks for reaching out to us. The email. Ranch it up show at gmail.com. The studio hotline, 707 Ranch 20. You can message me anytime on, on any of the social media platforms. In fact, that's where I believe, Curtis, you got a hold of me. Now, here's the backstory Curtis is located north of Missoula, Montana. Has a question about protein, but this one is probably going to take a few pieces to get it all answered. The question is about the advantages and disadvantages of various protein source presentations, all right? Feed tubs versus cake cubes versus liquid feed. Now, like I said, this one could take a few discussions, but to start, let's bring in Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feed Products. Dr. Sanders is the manager of the Panhandle Feed Division and is the leader of the Ruminant Nutritional Technical Team and the Research and Development Team. Kelly, it's great to have you back with us. We're talking, really, we're talking the method of feed delivery for protein for the critters, for the cows. Let's talk cubes first because, as you said off air, it is one of the most common forms, especially you said down south. There's a lot of different type of cubes to actually pick from, and there's a lot of qualities to pick from as well. But uh, as far as advantages of cubes, uh, I think one way is that you do have some control over how much you're feeding and you can make some adjustments in your in in the feed if say if you're feeding a cow three pounds a day or if you, and you need to go to five pounds you can make those adjustments based on weather and give those cows more what they need during those different weather changes especially up in the north part of the country where uh, where you're at curtis the other way of uh, thinking about that is you can the quality of those products, you need to really evaluate the density of, of the energy source that you're going to have in cubes, uh, cubes that are going to be 65, 68 TDN, and there's also other ones that are going to be in the 58s just on quality. So you need to really determine that. Uh, so you can't have one really dense, and you can have one that you have to feed a whole lot more of. So that's one thing to really consider when you're feeding cubes. Now, some people would say that I can see all my cows. I would say my experience is that you get to pull some cows up and you get to see some of them. 
and maybe in uh, in the Montana area where there's not as much brush and things of that nature, you could probably pull all your cows up and see them and evaluate them during that time frame uh, when you're feeding cubes on the ground or in troughs, depending on the amount of snow that, that you might have. So that, that could be an advantage. In the south, in places where there's a lot of brush, I would say that's a disadvantage to some degree because mm-hmm. a lot of times we see cows that don't come out of that brush, especially if they've just had a gaff. Sure. And if they do come, that's the big challenge is, you know, they, a lot of times they may leave that gift back off their half mile, just to come to the cube wagon. That would say is the biggest disadvantage that I see. And I've noticed throughout my career is a lot of times when you start hitting that old siren, the old cows come, they can leave calves behind and they may travel anywhere from a quarter of a mile to half a mile. And depending on when you're doing it, they're typically going to stop grazing. That's the other side of it. We stop cattle from grazing. They typically are going to come in. They're going to eat their cubes. And they, they usually don't go back and go to grazing. They usually go lay, lay down and they'll chew their cud and things of that nature, which potentially cuts their grazing time in half. That's really what we want them to utilize is, right. is right. Our, our cheaper sources of, of energy and things of that nature on the grass side of it. I'm kind of talking around this whole cube thing to some degree a disadvantage that i see a lot of times is uh, you always have those boss cows and you have probably anywhere from 15 to 20 percent of the cows that are extremely passive i mean i even see this in our little herd that we've got uh we've got those cows that just never challenge even doesn't matter how far we we try to spread those cubes out they won't get up and challenge the rest of the herd and they typically don't get as much and some of them don't get any cubes at all just because they're not willing to challenge the social pressure of those dominant cows. Mm-hmm. And you have, then you have the, you know, probably 10% that are extremely dominant and those cows get more than their, <laughs> their fair share of the whole thing. So if we're shooting for three pounds, they probably ate five pounds, you know? And so that gets to be a challenge feeding cubes. And that's the advantage to the tub, uh, especially, if, you know, if you, you put enough tubs out, depending on, on the, the, cow number you have and you want to use somewhere around 20 to 30 head per tub and if that's the case that takes some social pressure off those cows uh typically those dominant cows go up they eat their portion of the tub they all go and get a drink or vice versa and they're going to hang out and allow other cows to actually consume what they need so really and truly you see a better distribution of the cows typically eating a free choice product like a tub than you do on cubes, I believe, on getting exactly closer to what their requirements are of the whole herd. So that's a really big, big, big aspect from what I, how I see things from a nutritional perspective. And I think you get more consistent intake from a daily standpoint. Well, and th- that's where the, the, my question comes in. I know we haven't even danced with a liquid feed yet, and that was one of the other big ones. But there's that question that I pose a lot of people and I have to look at it myself. And that is, I do believe in the efficiency of a cow to balance her own ration. Remember years and years and years ago, oh gosh, we had them in our, our place too. When we had the, uh, the mineral, oh, what were the mineral feeders with all of the little dividers and all of these different kinds of minerals, now the cafeteria and style, the cafeteria t- style. Thank you. And the cow would go and she would balance herself having say, a protein tub that that cow goes and licks on it herself or, or having a, you know, liquid feed available. If it is in some kind of a self delivery system sort of way, if you don't have it mixed in a ration. So there, therein lies a big question of 
the cow's ability for her to balance her own ration based on her nutritional needs versus us doing it ourselves. So what do you think in terms of a cow's ability to balance, and I know we're getting off track a little bit, but Curtis, we're still answering this, a cow's ability for her to balance her own ration, her own diet that she needs, her own needs. I think cows, as a general rule, will do that uh, for sure. I mean, I've seen that where we put out uh, free choice supplements uh, for a longer period of time. There's there's some critical points to that, though. One is cows need to start in a pretty good body condition score. If they if those cows are behind, that what they are doing, they're balancing their diet to try to get back to a status quo, so to speak, of a body condition score, you know, five five and a half where everything's relatively ideal and that's why you see these cows that when you put feed out as a free choice whether it's liquid whether it's tubs or what have you those cows that are in say a body condition score four and then you put some cold stress on them or something like that those cows are trying to catch up and they actually eat more and a lot of times that's where a lot, you know, in my opinion, I get calls and say, hey, these cows are eating way too much. Well, are they really eating way too much? We can usually back calculate into, okay, you got fours and we're needing to put, you know, a couple of pounds on them a day. And here's their actual requirements. Oh, oh by the way, they're lactating you know, on the first 90 days. We figure all that up. Those cows are probably eating pretty close to what they need based on the forage that they're consuming. And so I really believe cows do that. You know, we're trying to manage costs and we're trying to manage things so much. A lot of times we miss that on, on, a, on occasion unless we really back calculate that. So I think cows do that on a free choice product a whole lot better. That, that leads me to the whole aspect of cubes a little bit. A lot of times we get behind cubes, you know, you know feeding cubes. What I find in a lot of places is guys watch body condition score trying to do a really good job before long we're already behind the eight ball because we now we actually see them going from a five to a four and a half or even four. And we go, Oh my gosh, now we got to jump them up when really and truly they needed that adjustment about a month ago or three weeks ago. And that could be any type of hand fed product to be real honest. Kelly Sanders with Westway feed products. So good to have you back on the show. Curtis, that is only half of your question. I know. So next week we're going to get into liquid feed, the pros and the cons. And if you have a question, comment, concern, criticism, it doesn't matter. I want to hear from you. Call the studio. Leave me a message at 707-RANCH20. Email me at ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Up next, boxed beef versus cash cow. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060. 
and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Shaylee Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaylee, so glad to have you back. And my voice a little bit better than a week ago. Still <laughs> fighting through that crud. I tell you what, tis the season. When that stuff, I mean, it just, it hangs on and it won't let go. And that's where I'm going to spin right into the markets because sometimes when negativity, and I'm saying negativity in terms of not getting the prices that we would like, when that comes into the marketplace, it hangs on. It won't let go, and I think in this case, it tattooed us all over the place. I mean, it was just uh, <laughs> That is a perfect way to explain it because, honestly, there's nothing more to talk about other than the sheer uh, just agony that the cash cattle market and box beef prices are going through right now. And you're probably wondering, well, what do you mean cash cattle prices and box beef prices? Because, I, you know, everyone's hearing that box beef prices are stellar right now. And so, yes, that is where the pain and that's where the agony comes into play because box beef prices are the second highest in history that they have ever been for this time frame, while live cattle prices are at a 10-year low. Maybe, and let me I'm, I'm go sorry, ahead. Okay, you might be answering this question for me. I, I'm, I probably jumped in when I shouldn't have, but to help people understand, right there is a fair amount of confusion. Some people that are literally listening and saying, Wait a minute, I don't understand this. A uh, boxed beef versus cash cattle. What what's going on here? Why why is one higher? Why is one lower? How does that work? Give us a little economic lesson if you would, please. Absolutely. So let's just differentiate the markets. Let's take it down to the bare nuts and bolts. Box beef prices are the meat once it's cut up, ready to go to stores. What you're paying for choice cuts, what you're paying for select cuts. Live cattle are your cash cattle that packers are buying from feedlots in order to go to their kill floors and in order to go to their schedules to be processed. And so honestly, right now, packers are being met with excellent demand because if you remember, it was just last week that they were all shut down because they didn't have power. They didn't have mm -hmm. natural gas. They had awful weather. And so their plants were shut down. And so actually, coolers started to become depleted in local stores. So packers have been able to capitalize on a rich, on a plentiful box beef market because stores are wanting to restock their coolers and they're wanting to get meat into the hands of consumers again. But... Packers kind of work in two different essences. They have the cash cow market, and then they also have captive supply. So deals that they work with uh, feedlots individually that aren't throughout the cash cattle market, and they buy and sell those cattle just like they do everything else. But they're two different markets. And so the Packers right now have done a really good job. They are great marketers, far better than what we will ever be as cattlemen, mm -hmm. unfortunately. That's right. yeah. Yep. But they've been building because they know at 
come the beginning of the second quarter and towards the second half of the year, that cattle prices are going to become stronger. And so they've said, oh, crap, Nellie. When cattle prices become stronger, that means that they're going to cut into our margin. So how can we kind of protect ourselves from having Heaven to pay more? Heaven forbid it cut into their margin. That's, you know, uh, yes. That's, Absolutely. I'm so, I, I, I laugh about that, but that's what gets very difficult sometimes in what we do, Shaley. I, I don't mean to go down a different road, but you and I are both thinking the same thing. Heaven forbid, you know, it get cut into a little bit of these guys' profit. But that's the hard thing when we just have to say – the facts. This is what is, regardless if it is hurting your outfit there with you and Jimmy and hurting my outfit. These are the facts that we're dealing with, right? Right. And that's what your nice jobs are to say is to tell people exactly what happened, however bitter and painful it might be. So that's what happened last week. Packers, they've done a good job. They've got a, an, a plentiful supply of captive cattle right now. And so they don't have to dive into the cash cattle market. They can say, you know what, guys, we don't want to support that market because we don't want to cut into our margins. And so of the cattle that we are going to buy, it's going to be at a measly $1.14, which the last time that cash cattle traded above $1.14 was before February of 2020. And so for... For a year, cash cattle have traded less than $1.14. And let me remind you that we are at the lowest live cattle prices have ever been in the last 10 years. Usually, I went back and dug through data because it's just so important to understand. In the last 10 years for this time frame, live cattle prices have ranged anywhere from $1.24 to $1.58. So last week's trade was anywhere from $10 to $44 softer than in the last 10 years past. Appreciate you. Look forward to uh, being with us again next week. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You have to. You just, it's Abs- absolutely, my friend. Until then, chat later. Bye-bye. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And now for my famous last words. It's what I call Tigger's Law of the Land, and it, and it just simply goes like this. <clears throat> I will teach curse words to children whose parents allow them to run around in restaurants. That is all. (laughs) And you know who I'm talking about out there. Now let's wrap this one, shall we, crew? A big thanks to Curtis from Montana for firing some questions our direction. Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feed Products for answering said questions. And Shelly Stewart with Cattle Market News. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Now, crew, I'm so glad that you came with me one more time, one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show, our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and call the studio 24 7 and leave me a message at 707 RANCH20. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama. Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? 
If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business? We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works.